and a happy good money day to you, Mark. What are you drinking to help you through it? Look at that, everybody. Our sponsor. Our, our gift sponsor. She, well, a sponsor insofar as she gives us these. Yep, yep. But not to yeah. give you a plug, we just like the coffee. It's, and thank you for sending this brew in but, Grand Rapids, Michigan. But that's a Miss Roots, I think, is her name. Mallory Roots. There you go. I Hi, think. Mallory. Shout out to you. Anyways, today we are talking about not coffee, but almondry. Almonds. Nope, no OD. Do you know what they call almonds in California? Cashews. Amons. <laughs> no, they don't. They do. This is a lie. They, and you know, my face. Do you know what they call walnuts? Wanuts. Amons and walnuts. You look it up. It's true. In Cali? It's just amons. Walnuts is a lie. Okay. <laughs> Dang it. Well, they say that the, 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 the farmers say this. I don't know if this is true. This might be one of those. Well, I like I like them. I would take their opinion. They seem to be the experts on the matter. Foreign communities, though, do like to pre- play tricks on others. So did you hear the, the Australians have this whole bit about drop bears? <laughs> Where like they like every time they meet someone who's not from Australia, they're like, yeah, you know, it's great. We got kangaroos and drop bears. And you're like, what? Drop bears? They're like, oh, yeah, they're the bears. They, they sort of drop from the trees, so you have to be careful. And you're like, okay, I guess. Australia's crazy. <laughs> but it's just this total... They've just been, and I bought it. I was, yeah, sure, whatever. There's wild things in nature. God might have made a drop. Did Matt there. Fred tell you that? No, I didn't get it from Matt. Yeah. If he does, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be like liar, <laughs> crook. Just immediately. This bit's going on way too long. But when I moved to Texas, people told me that they rode their horses to high school, uh-huh. and I just, without a doubt, like you know, said, "Oh wow, that's so cool. I wish we still did that in Seattle." When, when I, yeah. <laughs> when I went to school with um, the British, they when they found I was an American, they asked. Like, oh, do Americans all have guns? And I was like, yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> Got mine when I was eight. <laughs> Anyways, not the point. Point is? Uh, almonds. Almonds. Almoners. Almoners. Okay. You can get the, I can, you can already see where this <sighs> whole etymological so you know, thing is going together. <laughs> you know, alms, almsgiving. We've spoken about this um, as a virtue, right? And it's a particularly cool virtue because it's penitential. Right, it's the way not not in yeah. which we simply grow and learn to use money, but the way in which we atone for our sins, right, by giving alms and meriting in heaven, and so uniting with others in a more real way in the corporate body of That's the right. church. No, it's super rad, and it's also something that can be demanded um, of the wealthy, as we discussed, mm-hmm. right, that the giving of alms, which is something that again priests need to pr- preach on. Um, we released a podcast telling priests to preach on you either give or you go to hell. Haven't heard that homily yet, so uh, come on, guys. Slack Don't it. think Father Huffman listens to our podcast. <laughs> I, I would. I would. <laughs> Almoners are a really cool thing that I just found out about. And you might, in watching this podcast, think that like we know things and then talk about it. In fact, I just found out about this, but it's so <laughs> exciting that I want to talk about it because the podcast is the ideal form for just shooting the breeze with the boys. <laughs> so an almoner is what it sounds like. It's someone who gives alms. But it is someone who is giving the alms of another person. Yeah. And I think this is actually good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I remember you actually said this before you knew it, that almoners were a thing. Yeah. Last year you said, hey, Jacob. I said, yeah. And you said... I don't think that all wealthy people really should be responsible to figure out 
every single thing that they are giving to. And I said, really? That seems to go against all the principles that, mm-hmm. that we, we bear. And, and you said, but they might have more wealth than they have time to research everything. Totally. They need somebody to help them that they trust and that they know. Yes. Well, I mean, you think about And then Christendom beat you to the punch. I know. I, I like yeah. invented the almoner. And, and really what I was, what pained me was that in doing this, I, I kept on coming across people who had like a, a vast amount of money. And would say things like, "Oh, I just I don't know what to do with it. Like I don't I don't know what would be good to give." And I'm like, "Give it to me. I totally know what to do with it. Like, <laughs> like uh, you know, Lee needs a new car. This guy needs to be put through welding school. I mean, we need to buy at least four buildings here. This, you know, like it immediately becomes like, well, what are you talking about? You don't know the needs. Yeah, we need a black box theater <laughs> for our local." Place but the but, but you realize actually that's because I don't really have a lot of money so I don't even like there is you know, you know Aristotle talks about the ideal political community and he really like shrinks it down to like what like two thousand people or something mm-hmm. I forget but and th- like there's that. another sort of sociological principle that you really only know sixty people right in the sense of like it's something like that one hundred fifty one hundred fifty oh 150. look at us social creatures <laughs> so there's a there's a limitation on real love and care which is good because it means it's actual love and care and not just like the care of numbers basically yeah. but that means that if you have millions of dollars and you your your actual life right doesn't necessarily run into as many needs as you could fulfill. Right. So I really think while not absolving the rich from actually giving alms themselves, the almoner is a position to respond to great wealth by, you know, what do we always talk about? We always say that the whole difference that Christianity makes when it comes to money is that it means that money needs to become the way in which we become virtuous, right? Which means that it has to be given to persons rather than to systems. Right, it's not that taxes take care of your money yeah. for you. It's it's not that it's not that the free market just sort of takes care of your money for you. Right, you need to do the right thing with your money. Yeah. Now, what's great about being social creatures is the delegation of that to an actual friend to someone. Um, that is, while you do limit the number of like particular virtuous almsgiving acts, right? You are facilitating them. And still doing them because well, you're still losing the money through another person. Yeah, that's true. But it's also not as indirect. So the person comes to you and says, hey, this need really needs to be yeah. met. And while, you know, as far as we found in Christendom, the almoners would take the money and then go give it. There is yeah. the opportunity of the person giving directly or after the almoner takes his money and gives it to the person, he can meet them. Yeah. And yeah. there's there's a gift, there's a real gift that then leads to yeah. further relations, further yeah. further friendship. And and within the high middle ages and and onwards, actually, there's still it still exists. It's just a it's a very deflated um, position within the church. Um, the great cathedrals um, mm. would have an almoner, as well as some of the great lords um, yeah. within medieval Christendom. They would have someone whose responsibility it was to simply give the alms. Yep, which is. I, one of the things I love most about the Middle Ages is how humdrum the work of love becomes. It's so ordinary to their society that they need to get a job for it. You know, it's like we think of it as this extraordinary thing. It's like, oh, well, the ordinary is you work hard and you, you make money and you do the savings. And this is like this is like the work that needs jobs and that needs things. And then the extraordinary is the stuff that's like, well, and then on top of that, you can like give gifts. 
Whereas within, within Christendom, you look at it and they're like, okay, this giving gift stuff is really taking up our time. Right. <laughs> Let's delegate a little bit, make sure the gifts are being given well. I mean, it's it sounds funny, but it's true. It's no, like it is. They actually had a job for gift giving. No, I mean, I have a friend That's who so does cool. that full time for a wealthy person. Really? Yeah. Um, you know the man. I won't say oh, his name. Oh, I do know the man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, the problem is that the wealthy person never gives to the ideas that he <laughs> says. But, you know, the, the initial move is there. Well, I do think that before we talk a little more about the almoner and the almonry and its possible application within this new kingdom, um, there is a way in which the almoner persists within um, modern money use. But but kind of loses its real weight. Oh, one one other thing before we move on there, you talked about systems or persons instead of systems, yeah. and then the, how major cathedrals and such would have an almoner mm -hmm. or a lord would, mm -hmm. and so it's it, it does get it personal, it does get it friendship. But one thing that people might say was, it, it doesn't seem just as intimate as you know giving a gift really could be. Sure, and I would say yes, kind of. Because when you are giving in and through a parish, we'll kind of talk about that more, but like a cathedral through your through your church, that starts to build up a culture of familiarity mm -hmm. in, in the real sense of the term. Like you start to become a real family. Yeah. I think this is the thing that, that you and I love so much about Steubenville is that we don't have, I mean, people ask us, how do you build a good community? And, and that just sounds weird to our ears, this idea of a community of like friends. You get communities everywhere. But we have a culture of Catholicism here that I haven't found in other places. And that culture is in part built up by having your parish be the center of activity. Mm -hmm. And so to have an almoner as a part of that still build, it might seem more like a system. It's kind of indirect, but it builds up a culture of giving within your parish that then, in a real sense, inspires everybody else to be more familial with one another. Yeah, so a lot of the um, churches in Europe had almonries. Yeah. Which were actual, like, outcrop, like, buildings off of the church um, where the poor could come and the almoner would be there. Um, and it always was a gift from the church, from, like, the local church. I mean, that's that's where the money comes from, right? Mm -hmm. Um so yeah, I do think it contains this intimacy of parish life within it. Um, what it also does is it's also very evangelical in the sense of yeah. it um, always carries the taste of God's grace with it, especially when it's coming from the church. You yeah, know? like you can imagine like here, this is from the church. It's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> and they have a real kind of position, so it's always dependable. Whereas yeah. just like. Oh, the pastor heard a need and he just gave mm -hmm, something. Mm -hmm. But it, no, this is a station. You can always know that it's there. Yeah. Um, but I but think... anyways, I cut you off before you were going to make something. It's just a most profound point. Oh, boy. <laughs> right. Yeah. So the almoner still exists. He's just been degraded, the poor guy. No longer is he an interesting particular man who diversifies the goodwill of his lord or of his cathedral. Um, instead, he has become the nonprofit. And so yeah. what the wealthy do is instead of having someone who can find particular needs, right, um, what they do is they put their money to a nonprofit or a grant distribution mm -hmm. agency somehow, um, and they 
and that specifies their alms, as it were, mm-hmm. right? Now, th- there's a lot of problems with this. One being that often it's just a way of writing money off your taxes, right? So if you take your money, you say, okay, everyone wants me to give, so I'm going to develop this foundation, which will give for me, right? But then I'm going to write the money that I give to the foundation off the taxes, so I end up net positive. Or, you know, <laughs> That's not something that you would expect from the almoner. Yeah, right? it actually is separated out yeah. and going directly. Mm-hmm. So, um, but they are still doing that sort of, um, they, they do still see, I think there's a good that's hidden in that, right? Mm. There's the good of seeing that I need to give and that that giving has to be mediated in some way because I am weak. I am mm. incapable. I'm like Moses trying to judge all the Israelites. I need mediation of that judgment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then he gets the 70 elders, that sort of thing. So I think there's a good there, but what's being lost is is the actual will to enter into your particular society and figure out what's needed. Yeah. I mean, you see this obviously when the funds are like for the rainforest or something. It's like, oh, man, the, there's all these billboards up that are like, stop cutting down the rainforest in, in the Rust Belt here in Ohio. And it's like, it's just asinine that some wealthy person's money through a foundation is putting up big pictures of the rainforest in Africa to us in Ohio. It's just awful. Well, some of that is because there has to be a certain number of 501c3s advertised on billboards. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. And so nobody is going to pay to have those advertised in New York. Right, sure. You know, it's just too expensive. And so we are free advertising here. Well, I've got it. I've got <laughs> Yeah, the rainforest down. But so but the problem is that with the almoner is that you can actually enter into the society, right? And get to know the people. Mm-hmm. And then they get to know their needs in a real particular way. Um, so the papal almoner, who is one of the last sort of public almoners that we know of, and this you'll see this often. I mean, the papacy continues in many ways, and sometimes very like comic and tragic ways, the traditions of the high middle ages, mm. right? Um, and this is just one of those times. What our current papal almoner, whose name I forget, but who is there <laughs> and is doing Pope Francis's, you know, good almonry. Yeah. <laughs> Almond picking. He, um, his main, like the main thing he does is he provides funerals for the homeless who die. So this is a work that is, I mean, it's, first of all, it's totally commendable, but it's a work that requires knowledge. And it's a knowledge that can only come through an actual care of particular people. I mean, you have to walk around and figure out who the homeless people are, right? You have to actually hear about the death of a homeless man. This is not something that you can do by starting a grant foundation, Mm -hmm. right? This is something that a person does. Mm -hmm. And that is what the position of the almoner, I think, that's the real opportunity it has, um, is by creating for those people who are called to make wealth in some way, it gives them an personal friendship-based inroad into the life of their particular community that can then come to you with its needs. Yeah. Another side of it too is that you find within a lot of the, you know, soup kitchen type nonprofits is that you're calling people out from where they are to where you are. Whereas the almoner goes to where they are. What do you say that again? (laughs) (laughs) The almoner tries to meet people. In, in a real sense, like 
and oh, meet their needs. Yeah, yeah. So that their livelihood, not excuse me, their livelihood, their order of life mm-hmm. isn't really changed. Mm-hmm. It's not like, oh, now I'm going to go to the soup kitchen every day instead of my pantry. Yeah. You know, it's I'm going to ensure that that person has the food in their pantry that they need for now or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Name the example. Yeah. Um, and so it, it, the almoner, unlike the, the modern uh, 501, is off to stabilize freedom. And I think that's rather than create, you know, a parasite is too, too harsh a word, but, you know, something along no, those I lines. No, I do think, and I yeah. think you can respond to the particular yeah. in, a, in a more real way. Yeah. Now, people yeah. might say, well, you can't have almoners anymore. I mean, first of all, it's just sweet that we had almoners. If that's all you take away from this, that's important. In a similar sense, it's sweet that lay people were once uh, made exorcists. Yeah. Right? Like we don't, mm. like the church used to have, I'm not I'm not lamenting a forgotten past. I'm just saying it was part of the life of the church to have a whole number of, of, of jobs, <laughs> which had various degrees of ordination on them and such. But... Um, it understood itself as the society. Like mm-hmm. it needs mm-hmm. to delegate. It's got a work to do and it's going to do that work. Right. One of the works is certainly almsgiving, right? So we need an almoner. Just mm-hmm. like one of the works is certainly getting rid of the demons. So we need an exorcist. <laughs> and now these things still exist, but we have to sort of, we, we feel shy about it just being humdrum daily activity. Like, yeah, there's an exorcist in every diocese. He rules. Okay. We like him. You can call him. You can talk about something over hamburgers because it's a job that needs to get done because it's all Mm. real. God's real. The devil's real and his Mm. victory is real. And it really does happen through his church. Okay. That's why exorcists are cool. Almoners are cool because of the same thing, because God's real. The devil's real. Sin is real. And it needs to be expiated. And we're not going to just do it in our own weakness. We need help. So they actually help us. I mean, I'm just, I love it. But what I wanted to say is people might be against it because it seems very manipulatable in the sense of, okay, mm. you give Joe uh, Fagrizi, you know, you give Joe Fagrizi the almoner He's position. He's a nice guy, Joe. You, get, you, give him a, you give him the almoner position and then, you know, you say, okay, hey, Joe, I mean, we've been collecting um, money for the poor from the parish for, for a couple of years now. We've got... We've got $50,000, Joe, go out and find the needs. And Joe's like, all right, the big need is uh, the, 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 the high school needs a new football stadium. And uh, my brother, uh, he's, he's, got a, he's got a work crew that could really build it. And, you know, you can see where I'm going here. The point is that you could easily see it becoming corrupt. Mm-hmm. And you know who else did? Christendom. Well, yeah. Jesus Christ. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you <laughs> but what i was gonna say was the other person that thought that was um and was right in a certain respect was that guy who did the the that reformation thing he was a king what was his name harold king 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 henry the eighth <laughs> yes king henry the eighth banned the almoner oh yeah and he, he banned the almonry and he sort of switched the idea to being uh, welfare state the welfare yeah state. he created systems instead of mm-hmm. an almoner yeah and it was precisely because of claims of corruption, which again, he he wanted to change people's lifestyles and the order of their living. Yeah. Yeah. Now the almoner is, I think, I think we need to look at King Henry's critique um, and say, yeah, Henry, okay. It is, of course, open to corruption, just like it's open to reform. But one of the things we always say within um, New Polity's discussion on on the social order is that we need to stop pretending like there is a life that is free from the threat of vice. Mm. I mean, like, it is true 
that if people are very greedy and vicious and mean and self-interested, that bad things will result. It, it is not true that we can build systems in which people can still be greedy and vicious and mean-spirited and yet only good things will result. That is the lie of modernity and we're coming near the end of it. We can feel it collapsing under our feet, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. no, it turns out we have to be good. <laughs> so yes, Surprise. it is true that for there to be an almoner, the almoner has to be good. Yep. And I'm not even saying he has to be a kind of paragon of holiness, although we would hope for it, but he's got to not steal the money. He's got to actually distribute it. You have to have virtue. You have to have accountability. All of this is true, yep. right? And But people that are like, worried about this and are like, you know, really the better thing to do would be to like go the regular route of like nonprofit action and insurance and such. It's like, you know what? We did that. The Catholic church did that. We're a big nonprofit. Can I ask you if you're impressed with the financial giving and lack of scandal in the Catholic church? <laughs> are you just like, yep, that was the thing. We got rid of all those personal sort of open to corruption things. And now we've got nothing but Nothing but just straight and narrow. It's like, no, we're riddled with filth. We're so corrupt. We have, I mean, our own diocese is just, you know, poor employee managed to give himself like millions of dollars in, in bonuses. And it, it's the kind of thing where you're like, it's not the case that you get rid of the problems because you make a system. Because the system is still made of people. The people are still either virtuous or vicious. The system, right, just makes it harder, usually, to see that virtue and vice. Yep. So that's my big rant on why there should still be an almoner despite the possibility of... So how do you start an almonry? So I, I got a story for this. Okay. My buddy Pierce, shout out to Pierce, has a cool wife named Claire. Shout out to Claire, who's even cooler than him. And she, see how it goes. Yeah, it is, isn't it? And he, Especially with Alex Ren. <laughs> that is also true. Um, Sorry. Don't. Now, they were listening to a podcast and they said, and we mentioned having a gen or like a city or parish savings account. And they're like, hey, we got a better idea. We're going to find somebody that works at the parish to collect all the needs of our parishioners. And so it's going to be like a year long giving Christmas tree, you know, like at Christmas where you like, you know, Joe and and Sri Lanka need shoes and you pick mm -hmm. it off and then you send shoes to, to Joe in Sri Lanka, except it's all year long and Joe's not in Sri Lanka. He's in your parish and it. it's not that he needs shoes. Well, it might be that he needs shoes. Yeah. Right. yeah. And that works because Christmas trees are evergreen so they can. Oh, that's my blowing. <laughs> <laughs> but I said, you didn't create a general savings account you or a savings account for your parish. You, created the almondry yep. and that's what they did and and it's uh as far as i know it's up and running yeah. and it's successful they're collecting now is your friend the almoner no i don't think he okay. is so they um, set up an almondry and there's but presumably an almoner like someone who at the end of the day at the parish that gives does the it. money to the there's the also the guy. yes yeah yeah and i i can get back to you on details but um or pierce just comment you know below <laughs> <laughs> Tell us how it's done. Hey, it's but your I boy think... Pierce. <laughs> I love almonds. <laughs> uh, but you know that is one real practical way that you could help start this up. He okay, just okay. went to his pastor and, and they said, "I love this idea. Let's do it." And they and they started the role with it. Look at that camera. Go to your pastor and and do it. Easy. Yeah. But you know what I do think, Jacob? I do think that um, 
the money is also in the hands of the wealthy. So what I mean is, okay, let's just let's be clear what I think. I think most of the money has been stripped from the church and is in fact in the hands of the wealthy. I completely agree. But some of the wealthy yeah. are in the church. <laughs> That's great. <laughs> and I have, I didn't, when we started this whole good money thing, I didn't really know if they were rich people. Like I didn't know that that was, that that was real. Yep. But there are. Mm-hmm. There are people that find themselves in the difficult position of having a lot of money I and not knowing you, what to do with it. I, I didn't believe, me. it just sounded like, it sounded a little, it just it sounded foreign. It sounded bizarre. Now <laughs> I believe you. Okay. They're there. They emailed us. Okay. So I think that it will be as fruitful to just consider those people as what they are, namely lords, whether mm-hmm. they would be or not, because it doesn't matter if you think that feudalism was stupid. You can think that. You're still in a position of great power over many people mm-hmm. because you have a lot of money. That is a cross that you have to carry. Okay. Find an almoner, right? Maybe it is the priest of your of your community, right? But find someone who can present to you needs. And I don't mean like the needs that are sort of you kind of starting new companies or figuring out like a good mm-hmm. use of your money to sort of help but also be kind of investing in the community. I'm talking, we're talking alms here. We're talking like the sins of your soul need to be scraped off and thrown into the fire and giving alms is a way to do it, right? So find someone that gets down to the level of the person within your society within your community, within your, within your town, mm-hmm. within your neighborhood, and figures out those needs and presents them. Yep. Uh, do, just do it. There's got to be someone. And, and you can even, like, if you're a little worried about it, you don't want to just send someone packing off with a, with a bunch of money. You don't have to do it that way. You can do it where they go and they find the needs, present them to you, and then you go ahead yeah. and, and go to those individual pay, payments. And pay an almoner to do it. I think that's kind of a, I mean, depending on where your wealth is, I think that mm-hmm. giving somebody you know, $30,000 a year to go off and do that. So they're working part-time for you, but they're doing, they're putting together, they're actually searching around, they're putting real proposals in front of you. Yeah, I mean... But you know what I think, Jacob? I I think, yeah, I think that would be just, but I also think that there'd be probably a lot of people... Who just do that. Who would just do it. I think that's more likely. That who are already so on the ground Mm -hmm. in their their life um, that they are motivated by the needs of the community already, Mm -hmm. and it would be... It's just a gift, right? Yeah. To be to say, hey, particularize my giving, yeah. because I can't keep particularizing it with like nonprofits and fundraiser galas that yeah, totally give me a big dinner and then I write a check. Like, yeah, yeah. And I think the the cool part about it is is you also get to you through the almoner you get to know your community and you get to actually start to be educated and habituated into the particular needs. Mm-hmm. So I'm talking like. $20 gifts. I'm talking like replaced windshield wipers. I'm talking yeah. like, you know, houses that have had like a masonry problem for 10 years. It's getting worse and worse. And the guy wants to fix it, but you know, he could probably go another couple of years. I mean, this is knowledge that can be given to you, right? Which not only gives you the ability to act efficaciously in a way that builds up your community of which you are a part. So it's actually working for your own good at the same time. Um, but it also, it's like this I don't know. It seems like it would be a beautiful dose of reality to get that list every month or something. I don't know. It just seems like it would be really, really profoundly moving because it would also give you such an opportunity for prayer. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Prayer for all those people. Yeah, I love it. And, and, you know, the jump from the 
to the rich to the average <laughs> that having it having a public list like go to your priest yeah. tell them to start this list because that's a gift for everybody that you know and when you're talking about the twenty dollar things you know or even a you know, hundred dollars you know gift to gift to a neighbor that you didn't know who mm-hmm. needed it it's just a gift for all of us you mm-hmm. know and and you know it's it, alms opposes envy envy mm-hmm. wants to take the life of another mm-hmm. and def- defeat it almsgiving undoes that by uniting lives mm-hmm. as one and ultimately in heaven and so this is this this is the great the great familial the great cultural the great you know virtue of love so in giving yeah you, so, you know what i think though what do you think though? you can't do it you can't do it without a hat you should have an almoner's hat all right prizes <laughs> go out to those who design the best almoner hat let us know send it to us we'll post it maybe if it's good we would like we would like to if you do actually start an almonry or become an almoner or you want or or you are someone who then gets an almoner we would love to hear about how it goes yeah yeah that's great yeah i would all right till next time peace all right we have two good ones